Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And Anna Landry. And this is episode number 23. Yeah, 23 of OCR Talk. <laughs> we have recorded almost two episodes a month, basically. So like almost every other week for almost an entire year. Well, that's pretty much about how much we were racing this year. Yeah. Or how much stuff was going on during the year. <laughs> so we started in February and we're ending right here at the end of November. So I guess I kind of gave away something just now, but so yeah, to it's about what we were looking for, you know, every other week or twice a month. So sometimes that's not, it's a little bit more than every other week, but I thought it worked out well. Yeah, I think it worked out perfectly. It wasn't too much and we always had stuff to talk about. I feel like this year and yeah, it was good. Yeah, we could surely talk about stuff every week, but <laughs> Unfortunately, that our lives do not allow that, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, there's enough other podcasts and other people doing stuff out there that, uh, you know, we're not the only ones that people need to go to. But it is still funny how you, you kind of, I guess it depends on how often you get to listen. Like, whenever I'm traveling a lot for work, I, I run out of episodes of other podcasts. And then it's like, come on, when are they going to release the next one? Yeah, you, you always have like your go-to podcasts. <laughs> but right now, I'm I'm kind of behind on a lot of stuff just because I haven't been traveling as much, I guess. Or yeah. I have been traveling like we traveled for Worlds, but I wasn't really listening in because I was with other people. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you to everybody that has been listening all year. And this is, as I said, this is going to be the, the wrap-up episode for the year for us. We're going to take a break and come back to it uh, probably starting kind of towards the end of January, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's a good, because this year we got started up in February, which is around the time that the season kind of started ramping up. Probably, there'll be some stuff happen, 
you know, coming here in the next couple of weeks. And, and obviously end of the year announcements are still going to be rolling through and 2019 announcements come rolling through. But for the most part, we are just going to take a break and, you know, get your news elsewhere and we'll keep track of stuff and then kind of recap it once the once we come back to it. Definitely. Take a break for the holidays and we'll see you in the next new year. So thanks for being with us this whole time and see you in season two, I guess. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. Later, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest episode ever. No. <laughs> uh, so we do have some things to talk about, and I wanted to start off by asking the question. You know, we that was one bit that I think we did that I enjoyed, and I, I heard good feedback from other people too, is asking these kind of personal questions that we don't spend too much time on, but it's kind of a question that I think other people can ask themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So hearing our takes on these questions is a way for those other people to think about it and reflect and learn. So my question is uh, your off season. What's it What's it looking like or going to look like? My off season? Um, my off season looks like it's got a lot of running in <laughs> Honestly, oh, yeah? yeah. Actually, um, I'm I'm heading up to uh, Chico State Park this weekend with the trail running group. We're gonna loop Chico. And there's a there's a trail run there. There's a trail race there, the Lugaru Trail Race. That it's always a good time. And one of the better known runners in the ultra running world, Anne Trayson, is coming to speak the night before the race because she's going to be um she's going to be talking and so she's she's going to come visit and the day before the race and then um we're all going to run the next day and it's about a 20 mile loop so the the actual race that's on December 15th is they have 20 40 60 and 100 mile options nice. so I'm doing the 20 because off season. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was reprimanded for saying only 20. So (laughs) I'm just saying I'm doing 20. I'm doing the uh, the 20 with a few friends of mine. And then um, just cheering on some of the, some of the people that I know that are signed up for the hundred. Yeah. uh, Louisiana marathon coming up in January. And yeah, other than that, just kind of enjoying the holidays. I had planned on going to Florida and running the Spartan there, but um, I decided not to travel. Mm. So that's my off season. Okay. Uh, first off, the Chicotes, uh is it pronounced Chico or Chico? Chico. Chico. The Chico, Chico State Park, <laughs> that is what, north of Lafayette somewhere? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's north of Laf- Lafayette and Ville Platte. So how far is it from you? Uh, about an hour's drive, maybe a little bit over an hour. That's not bad. You've been out yeah. there before? No. And okay, it's like right it's 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 like a thing in our trail running group. Like we like you have to loop Chico if you're gonna be in the trail running group. <laughs> so I've been running them with them for almost about a better part of a year and I still haven't looped it. So yeah, I'm gonna go out there and hopefully get my get my picture with the mile nineteen marker. So. <laughs> nice. First off, did you give yourself a break after World's Toughest? Well, I had terrain race that right. weekend after, and I I didn't do a thing until terrain race, <laughs> like <laughs> like nothing active whatsoever. If anything, like I was stretching and I was going to go see my chiropractor. <laughs> so that was about it. And yeah, I didn't do anything until terrain race, and terrain race was like my first run. 
since World's Toughest. And I mean, I was pretty pleased with it. So, and my friend Brandy got first place. So I was super proud of her for that. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. We, and we can, I want to talk about terrain in just a moment as yeah. well. But do you plan on taking any other kind of breaks or is it you sticking to your pretty steady workout regimen throughout the December and January? Yeah, trying to, at least trying to get it back consistent because it was kind of, uh, I don't know. It was kind of haphazard towards the end there. But yeah, getting back into a regular routine for sure. Okay, so you feel like you weren't in one throughout the end of the season. Yeah, like, yeah, more towards the end because things were crazy getting ready for Worlds and everything. And yeah, it was, there's a lot of other stuff going on. And yeah. Okay. Well, for myself, I, I felt like I did pr stay pretty steady and worked pretty hard before Worlds. And after Worlds Toughest, that was my last race of the year. So I did take off a full two weeks. Now, different people have different ways of resting for a race. And mine was to not run, not work out at all, just to like give myself a break more for the mental aspect of it. Just because, yeah. you know, we work out all year and it it wears on you and yeah. it gets tough to keep that going, which I'm sure that's part of why pros do training blocks rather than, and I know there's other advantages, but that's probably part of it. It's just the, when you push yourself that hard for that long, it's, it breaks you down for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't go hard all year. It's just, yeah. I think mentally it does something to you too. Right. So I did that, but I also, ate really bad, which is funny because <laughs> I know that's not the thing to do. But again, it's kind of more of a mental, like I need a chance to let myself go and eat the things that I haven't allowed myself to eat all year. Yeah. And what the reason I bring it up is because it's kind of funny in that I spent two weeks eating, you know, pretty bad food and eating as much of it as I wanted. And by the end of it, I, I think I had heartburn like two nights in a row. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that I did give to myself is to uh, sign up for a long race in January and then one in February, which meant that, yeah, I need to train through December to yeah. be ready for those. Nice. So that's the plan. And after World's Toughest, I was like, all right, two weeks till December, but actually turned into three weeks till December, which this week I actually did get back to going to the gym and running and stuff. This year was kind of unique for me because in years past, when I, you know, I, I'm going to go back to 2016 because that's when I discovered OCR Worlds and mm -hmm. World's Toughest Mudder, and I ran both of those that year. So that was like my first year of really f training hard specifically for something. And in running those races, I actually only trained from the mid-July through those races and the reason being is while i did train some in the beginning of that year my son declan was born in july so there was definitely a, a break whenever uh, it was almost time for that where i couldn't you know it wasn't good to travel anyways because the uh, baby was going to be born right but after that happened i was like all right time to get back on it time to train hard try to, time to be ready for this stuff and so i did so it was what not even six months worth of training and I felt like that did pretty awesome for me. But looking at over the next two years and training more and having the issues that I had this year, but still training like a full year's length, 
and seeing how that paid off for me at Worlds this year and the improvement that I made, that's kind of made me have this, like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get back to it. Like <laughs> I've, I, I've built up this habit and you know, that's the thing that, about working out is that you have to build it. You have to enjoy it to make it last right. uh, long lasting. And I feel like I've, I've done something to myself that's while I've made it a habit in the past, I feel like it's more than a habit now in that it's a, it's, it's a hobby. You know, it is a hobby, but it's, it's right. I want to go, I want to go train. I want to go run yeah. and, and get better at what I'm doing. And yeah, well, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle yeah. change for sure. You create your habits and that's how you live. The point that I want to drive across with that is not to toot my own horn, but to just explain that a lot of people hate running. <laughs> and they use that as an excuse to not do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like running. I got shin splints. It was hard to do it. But once I trained my body and actually did a lot of hill repeats to get to where I didn't get shin splints anymore because mm-hmm. I built up my calves, I was able to run. And the more I ran, the more I enjoyed it. You know, the better you get at something, the more you like it. Uh, the easier it is, the more you like it, right? So right. Th- that's the thing is don't be... Don't be dissuaded or don't be discouraged because you think you don't like running because it is a skill that you build up and you get better at. And I can almost guarantee that the better you get at it, the more you're going to enjoy it and the more you're going to want to do it. Well, and it leads to other things too. Like whenever I had started strength training earlier in the year, I had added in more strength training to to my workouts. Like that paid off in my running huge huge payoffs in my running and like it yeah. so it, it leads to other things like it 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 lets you find other things that you could be doing besides running that will help in other areas that you want to improve in you know so it's just it it opens up so many more things for you <laughs> but yeah i get what i get what you're saying with the with the overindulging and the whenever <laughs> you know like those lat that you know that week after worlds was like all right like everything goes out the window. <laughs> like that was my big race for the year. And like, I'm going to sit back and have a beer. Like I, sh- I showed up to one of the group runs just so I could just have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you run in tonight? I'm like, no, I'm just here for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the whole year like not drinking. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, pretty much. Did you pretty find much. that it, how do you feel like it, what was, what difference did it make for you that did you notice any difference? Um, I mean, I just felt a lot better whenever I would work out and not that I was heavily, heavily drinking a lot yeah. before, beforehand, sure. but like, I mean, every once in a while throughout the year, I'd ha- you know, have a glass of wine or whatever with dinner or something like that with my mom. Yeah. I just, I, I would just feel better. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I would just, I felt like I felt like my body wasn't trying to get rid of anything extra, <laughs> you know, like my, my body's already trying to get rid of enough stuff whenever I work out, like adding alcohol yeah. into the mix, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, I could just, and it was a lot easier for me to wake up early in the mornings and get in some early morning workouts. I, I'm glad that it, you feel like you noticed a difference for you. I... And personally, sometimes I would be like, all right, I got to race this weekend. I'm not going to drink it all this week just to yeah. see how it feels. And yeah. I can't say I really noticed a difference. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where 
in this lifestyle of training and working out, we have to find the the balance of how hard do you want to push yourself versus how happy do you want to be? Right, exactly. People who do things like bodybuilding competitions and they get these stints of where they're barely eating anything and it's super, super lean and they and they get down to where they have barely any body fat. Right. To live like that is very difficult. Yeah. And so it's a balance. And that's one of the things that I had to find for myself and actually like looked up articles and, and saw that, oh, oh, other people feel this way too. And that how far do I need to, how much do I need to work out to be happy <laughs> without get working out too much to and being unhappy because I can't sustain that level of, of effort. Exactly. For, for people that are fans of Always Sunny, if you, if you haven't seen the final season, the final episode of season 13, uh, the character Mac puts on an immense amount of muscle and gets super ripped. And for for this role in which he does this phenomenal dance at the end of the, the season, which is funny because it's a funny show, but they have this very serious moment in it. And April Sprague make fun of me for bringing this up on the podcast, but <laughs> it, it's pretty phenomenal. Check it out if you hadn't seen it yet. But he, the the guy, mentioned uh, in like a tweet or something saying that, making a joke like, yeah, everybody should eat, you know, barely anything and not have any carbs and uh, get down to 0% body fat. <laughs> it's super sustainable and super fun. And, you know, like he did it for that, but he made jokes about how hard it was and how, how I mean, it, it that stuff can freaking break people and it's it's yeah. not sustainable. So. Again, back to drinking alcohol, you know, having a snack here and there. Like, what is it that makes you happy? And that's what I found myself is balancing. Okay, if I don't eat enough, I'm not going to be happy. But if I eat too much, I'm not going to be happy. So <laughs> where's the balance with that? Where's the balance with working out? How much? And sometimes you uh, lean more towards one side or the other. So obviously, some pros, they some of them work out super hard all the time, and that's what makes them happy. Right. But some people, particularly when you're first getting into it, it's a a, a balance the other way where you've got to ease into it as those things start to make you more and more happy and break away from those other things that are unhealthy for you but made you also happy. Right. I think it's all just about being mindful about you know what you're what you're putting into your body and what your actual goals are. It's good to, you know, have an indulgence every now and again, but then also have in the back of your mind, I know like this dessert isn't going to undo everything I did all year, but <laughs> at the same time, I know that if I eat the whole thing or something like that, you know, like or if you eat it every night or Exactly, or if I if it's a repeated if it, if it's, you know, a repeated thing, then you know, you just want to keep your goals in mind and just be mindful of them. And I think that's, that's the key. You know, I, I know there's a lot of other factors that go into it, like emotional eating and like stress and, you know, everything like that. But, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard to keep those things in mind whenever life happens. <laughs> it gets stressful. Well, I think the, the goal, the word goal is the, is a key thing in that you got to make your goal something that's reachable. Yeah. If you just get into exercise and you make your goal, I want to beat Ryan Atkins at a race, then <laughs> you pro you're probably not going to reach that. So right. shoot for something that's in reach 
and then get that goal and then go after something else. You know, it's like a stepping stone into a higher goal. Exactly. It's always about progression. Like you always want to be improving and just moving forward. Yeah. And when you reach, that's the important thing too, is when you reach a goal, don't feel like, oh, this is the end of the rainbow. Like find a new goal. You hit one goal, find another one and go after that one. Right. And, and, and if you are mindful of that, you'll always see it and you'll see your progression and it'll make you want to keep working and working harder. Exactly. Well, I didn't expect that question to trail off into all that, but that's okay. All right, well, let's talk about uh, some kind of end-of-the-year news and kind of just what's going on in the OCR community. Kind of going back a little ways, you know, even before World's Toughest, uh, the Spartan World Championships, the the Trifecta Championships, actually, in, mm-hmm. in Greece, they had these recap videos for each day. Did you get to catch those? I did. I liked that they did that. I really did because I couldn't, I didn't have time to catch the the live feed, obviously, but I really liked the recap videos because they were following each athlete and at the obstacles and everything. You, I mean, you could really watch the action. I felt like they had equal coverage between the men and the women. It wasn't just a drone, like wandering around Mm -hmm. looking for the athletes. Yeah, and instead of having to, yes, like that weekend, maybe I was busy, so I didn't get to watch the live stream. So instead of having to go back and watch six hours worth of footage uh, or more, you watch these, what, five to ten minute recaps and you got everything. You, you, got, to, you got to really experience it in a, you know, a quick segment, which is cool. I, I felt like when I was watching, I was like, man, good job, Spartan. I'd like, well done with those. <laughs> Yeah, and John Albin won that weekend, so he's off to do an ultra so that he can qualify for the ultra in Iceland. Yeah, and that that race in itself is well, the Greece race, the the trifecta weekend race is kind of cool. It I'm a fan of rally racing, and so it reminds me of that because it's basically time trial. So your time throughout the weekend is the winner of the race, not just simply who wins. You don't get points for each race and you don't get who wins the biggest race or whatever. It's simply your total added up time is your result. And so where where John think started a little slow on the first day, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, he ramped it up after that and killed it on the next two races and came out on top, which is pretty neat. I would I would love to do a a series like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like he's one race closer to a million dollars. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and that's in not this weekend, but next weekend. Right. So that'll be interesting to see, but we won't be reporting on that until no. you know we'll talk about it next uh, January, I'm sure. Next year. But where you can look at it or probably see information about it is the OCR report. Nice yep. segue there. Huh? <laughs> the <laughs> the OCR report for those that haven't seen it yet is. A website put together by Will Hicks from World's Toughest Podcast, and he's brought along board Heather Bodie from Overcome and Run and Mike and Caitlin from Obstacle Run and Adventures to kind of supplement the site with content through their podcast. But the site's also got just news and stories and stuff. And a lot of people might look at the OCR report and think, well, what is this? Just another website? Don't all the rest of them already cover this stuff well enough? And I believe that he's created this site to fill a hole where these other sites do cover results, but 
they don't necessarily do it super well. Like they're there, but a lot of times you got to find it out kind of after the fact yeah. from those like in their newsletter or whatever. So I think he's looking more for let's cover the sport as in the elites rather than how we do it, where we talk about all manner of things or how he even does it at World's Toughest Podcast, where you're talking about the average people, uh, the beginners all the way to the pros. So they're really looking at it as in let's make sure that as a sport, it's covered and the news is out there. And and I like that. I like that they're. He's not trying to take the place of everybody else that is out there, but he does recognize that the sport needs a focus if people that aren't in the sport are going to pay attention to it. People that listen to us, they're in the sport already. Mm -hmm. They're going to find that information one way or another. But people outside of the sport, they need a place to go where that information is there. And I think this is a kind of... A reach in that direction. It's always good to have multiple media outlets too, just multiple sources for your information. Because yeah. there are several sources out there for OCR right now. And I think, you know, the more choices you have, the more coverage you have. There might be um, coverage on a race that you can read about that maybe some of the others aren't covering, you know? So it's always good to have multiple sources of information just so, just so you have choices. So yeah, that that's cool. And speaking of, I'm going to segue here again, segue master. <laughs> speaking of other races, you guys did terrain this past two weekend, two weekends ago, Yeah, right? Yeah. Two weekends ago, weekend after World's Toughest, you guys did terrain race in New, New Orleans, which is the first time that they've had it there. Yep. So. Yeah. First off, I know that it was at the same venue that... Tough Mudder was the right. past two years, mm-hmm. which is the NOLA Motorsports, where they have a track and a go-kart uh, track as well. So how was it? I know it's out. It's not in New Orleans, obviously. It's out yeah. uh, in a neighboring city that is kind of on the edge of, I guess, civilization. And there's, you know, woods <laughs> right. and yeah. swamp land yeah, back there's, there. Yeah, there's plenty of land. There's plenty of land. Um, for sure. Cause Tough Mudder did a whole 10 mile course out there whenever they had their event there. Um, and that's where they were planning on going back for next year, but then they canceled the event. So we were kind of bummed about that, but we were really excited that terrain race went out there because it was a perfect little out and back course that we did. And I was, I was kind of surprised. I, I know some people had my expectations, first of all, though, I should preface by by saying that my expectations were not very high for this race. <laughs> so you were surprised in a good way. Right. I was kind of surprised in a good way. And maybe it's because my expectations r- weren't high to begin with. We uh, we ran the competitive wave. And it was funny because Benny, Benny showed up there. He was driving back from Miami and decided there was a terrain race going on in New Orleans. He's going to be driving through there anyway. So he decides, just decides to jump in last minute. So yeah, we ran with Benny out there. There wasn't... So there wasn't any photographers on the course. Volunteers were very minimal. And actually for the competitive waves, the volunteers told told us to go the wrong way. <laughs> so as as the competitive wave was finishing, we were running against some of the later waves. And it confused the heck out of me because I'm like, wait, what? where am I going? <laughs> Which way am I going? 
it was it was interesting. The obstacles were fun. No, none of them fell down. Um, <laughs> there was one. <laughs> there was one wall that got a little rickety towards the end. It was it was a pretty good pretty good race actually. Um, everybody had a lot of fun. Everybody from like battle and people you know the usual people that do the battle OCR down here. Um, a lot of them showed up as well. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun seeing everybody and just having like a fun little race to do in our neck of the woods because we don't get very many of them down here. Now, the train race obviously has said, or at least we've heard from Dustin working for train, Dustin Duro uh, for train race. We've heard him say that they're making these changes for 2019, but of course we're at the tail end of 2018, so we didn't expect those changes to be made yet. So out of what they had, what I've experienced in the past is that their races are their obstacles aren't like crazy or anything, but they've always got at least one or two, typically two that are fairly, fairly challenging. Uh, maybe even three that, you know, for normal people, mm-hmm. while everything else is pretty easy, those are kind of out of place almost. Right. Did you feel like that? They did have a rig and um, they did have, you know, the, their monkey bars. I feel like out of all the obstacles, those are probably the two most technical obstacles that people would would have trouble with or struggle with. Not really struggle. Did with they them. have the wall? Yes, traverse? the wall. Yeah, the traverse wall where you um it you climb up it and then there's a rope, a knotted rope to come down. Well, that's the tall tall. Yeah, wall, the real. Right? Yeah, the very. But- there wasn't a there wasn't like a, Olympus slash. No, there wasn't a okay. there wasn't like a, a Z wall type traverse wall. So there is a third obstacle that I would put into that category as well that I've seen on one of their courses too. But yeah, they they at least had a rig, and they had the monkey bars with that they had them built over like a big tub of water so that you could just fall in. Their rig did it have the Skull Valley skulls on there? No, it was just. Kind of like the Force 5 rigs, like it had um, a ball to a T-bar to a handle, and then they had like these rings on straps hanging down from this bar um, so that you could put your foot through the ring and make your way across that way, but I just, I didn't do that completely. I just muscled through it. Well, I just kind of shimmied my way down the bar (laughs) instead of fooling with the rings. Okay. See, that's interesting. Like their rig in the past, I've seen it where it's like that, but I've also seen it where it's the whole Skull Valley thing. Yeah. So you guys seem to have gotten almost like their older version of the race. Right. Not even <laughs> their the watered version. down version. <laughs> Not even the 2018 version that we saw in, in Dallas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got the afterthought version. Like, yeah. hey, let's do a last minute race in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun race. It was a fun race. There was a there was a pretty good turnout, which makes me hopeful that they'll come back to that venue next year. Cool. Since That's Tough Mudder is not coming back, and I think maybe they can they can fill a hole that Tough Mudder kind of abandoned. You know. Yeah, that would be awesome. But yeah, it was funny because Benny obviously was you know running the competitive mail wave, and he missed going off with with that with their wave <laughs> i'm <laughs> sitting outside the start shoot and i'm looking i was like i don't see benny lined up to to run so the truck he was driving he had left the lights on in, in the truck 
So he had ran back to the parking lot, which was a little bit of a walk. He had ran back to his truck to go turn off the lights. And I'm like, dude, you missed your start. And he's like, oh, that's okay. (laughs) So he started like maybe five minutes behind everybody else. But he still ended up winning the race. Way to show off, Benny. That's awesome. That's good that they had a a good showing and uh, nobody got hurt or anything. (laughs) So (laughs) on to next year. Good job. How about lessons learned from world's toughest? Did you, what were your takeaways that you're going to make change changes <laughs> for next year in ways that you'll be better prepared? <laughs> well, I bought a new wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> One that doesn't squeeze your hands off? One that I, I mean, man, I guess my guns are too big. <laughs> <laughs no um one yeah one that fits a little bit better and isn't quite as tight and is a little bit i believe the the one that i got on xterra's uh sale that they had it's like different thicknesses on different parts of the body like around around the trunk it's like a five mil and then like i think in other places and on the back it's maybe a two or a three so i don't know i'll be interested to to try it on and see how it goes. So you got that as a Black Friday sale, right? Xterra yes. had one that was normally what a seven, almost seven hundred dollar yeah. wetsuit. It was normally seven hundred dollars. Yeah, on and sale for what one eighty or something. Yeah, and I paid one eighty for it, and then I think it was only like you know a few extra dollars in shipping. And, and that's awesome. And I know I looked at that suit and noticed that it was it's five millimeters in the chest, right? Yeah. But then even the back is less and the arms are less. And I think the arms are even like a millimeter and a half, like something really something, small. Something, Yeah, something really small. Which I know, I know that's made for flexibility. Like that right. stuff, that kind of stuff is made for mobility and yeah, triathletes and stuff like that. Yeah. So how do you, are you worried about that? That was my worry is how does that going to fare in 32 degree weather? Well, in the arms and the back. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I just plan on just getting more cold weather gear, period. Like, I had, I felt pretty good, actually, like my arms did um, okay. and everything else, as long as I had like a windbreaker on. You know, that, I mean, windbreaker is money, <laughs> yeah. almost, you know, it's, it's almost just like a must, like. You can't go. It's funny how much one. of a light thing can I know. make such a difference. And it's just, I mean, you can stuff it in your pack. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the windbreaker I was, I was wearing, I got for free from a ten mile run that I did here in Lafayette. So you know, it's like I've gotten more use out of that thing than I ever thought I would. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, more cold weather gear for sure. Because I've been thinking about that a lot. I've been thinking about going back, or what I'm going. I'm not thinking about going back. I am going back, but <laughs> what I am going to do when I get there. <laughs> so like nutrition and everything stayed pretty much on point. I, I didn't feel like anything lacked there. I think just the need to keep moving. I, don't, I know there was a bunch of hiccups in my race that I just, I, I just got so frustrated with, but just keeping moving. So I don't right. get cold. So I don't get too comfortable in the pit. So, you know, I can just keep moving right along because that was the most frustrating thing was that I was, I was so cold, but like my legs didn't, didn't feel like they were tired yet. Like I, I felt like I could still at least jog back out 
to another lap, you know? So that was probably the most frustrating thing for me was that I still felt like I could at least run a little bit. Yeah. And if you keep yourself comfortable warmth wise, you can keep that momentum going, which also warms you up as well. But yeah, lessons learned. It was my first year out there. So um, a lot of takeaways as far as gear goes, but that's going to be probably my main focus is researching gear and seeing what works and what doesn't. Obviously, the the weather there may not be as cold as it was. Right. It may be way warmer. Yeah. But we have to prepare for that same cold because it, it's it definitely could happen again. Yeah. So one of the questions that we were asking in our last episode before the brunch was, what's best to layer neoprene or to just have a thicker neoprene or to put layers underneath the neoprene? So I actually got to talk to Will Hicks about that. And as most people know uh, by now, he, through other different sources, he (laughs) used to be a, a diver and he did search and recovery training. He said that layering with your neoprene is good because how did he actually, he actually put it about, you know, the water gets in and it stays warm because it's close to your body Mm -hmm. and you've got a very thin layer of water on you. And that's part of it. Mm -hmm. So from what he said, layering on your neoprene is good. But other research that I read actually said that it's actually a misconception that you want to get that layer of water on you. You really want to keep the water off of you as much as you Mm -hmm. can. Now, when it does get in there, the neoprene does take care of it. And so that does hold true, I think. But I think I experienced this on the course that whenever I put my hood on as well, the water really didn't get in my suit all that much, and it made me feel pretty comfortable. Hmm. Now, layering underneath, even though that stuff gets wet, like compression mm-hmm. gear, it's still, to me, that like when that stuff gets wet, it's almost creating that little layer of water also. So that's what I feel like I could still, I can only fit so much underneath it because my wetsuit will be too tight on me, <laughs> but I do feel like layering those that compression gear and I do have like a thermal compression gear that I yeah. use that works really well. So it's like a ever so slightly fleece lined thermal compression. I know one thing. I won't be buying any more CWX tights <laughs> because I had a blowout on my tights. No, it got stuck on a stake or something like that. It got caught on a stake and oh. it and it ripped right away and I had this big old hole in my tights. And luckily, I had my neoprene shorts <laughs> on underneath those. But yeah, I had, I was running with a big old hole in my tights the whole time. So those are going (laughs) in the trash. And that's like the third pair I've ripped like that. Like just the smallest little catch on something just rips them right up like that. Yeah, that's no good. Because that's definitely probably going to happen almost every time. Yeah, not buying those anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know a lot of people use bleg mitts and those work great. But when you get down to temperatures that low, they're, they're, they're just not quite good enough. <laughs> yeah. As if for those that haven't seen yet, they're actually coming out with a new version of bleg mitts. And I forget what if they were 2.0 or 3.0, but they're a new version where instead of having to flap down the middle the way they are now, it's more like a peel, bl- peel back mitt. So, you know, you have those gloves where you can put a mitt over your fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be more like that where the top half, I think, peels back. So, of course, the real question is how far back can you pull it? Can you still get your palm out of it? Yeah. But these are going to be a, a thicker neoprene and have fl- a fleece line inner. So 
they overall just seem like they're going to be way warmer. Yeah, they have the fleece lining, and they also have better drainage. They have drainage holes now. Yep. Yeah, because everybody was everybody was kind of trying to Google how to cut drainage holes in their existing leg mitts, and I'm just yeah. I just I just didn't get brave enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just shook them out the entire time. Yeah, which got got irritating, but I did it. Yeah. So I would I would recommend to have you know bring the original pair of leg mitts and get these new ones in case it gets that cold. You may not end up using them, but if it right. gets that cold, you're gonna be happy you had them. Exactly. It is towards the end of the year here, and it's kind of funny how the second or even before the the race season is over, all these deals start coming up for next year's races. Of course, if you typically if you purchase the day after a race happens, that's the cheapest price you can get. Right. Not always, but a lot of times. So along with that and Black Friday deals, Cyber Monday deals, you start getting all these reasons to start go ahead and uh, booking up your year <laughs> full of races. I know I've done I've done that. I think I've got most everything already purchased uh, for the most part, except for for World's Toughest. Yeah, and that's only because I've been spending money buying all the other races <laughs> and other gear. So, what about you? Have you been doing that as well? I've got I've got my main more more so my main races picked out. I haven't registered for any of them because it's. It, with my on-call schedule and my schedule at the hospital, it gets so I get so scared to pay and sign up for a race. And I mean, sure. I know I can defer and you know all that other stuff, but like I get so scared to sign up for something and then look at my call schedule for next year, and like lo and behold, I'm on call. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like what happened with um, Walker's race series, trail race series down here. Like I made three out of the five races in the series because mm. I couldn't I, I I couldn't make you know half of them but I bought the series pass because I wanted to sign up for his 50k so I mean it works out but yeah I've got like I've got the toughest pass that will most likely be in Dallas and oh and then tougher so I guess next year I'll be going for my holy grail those passes that you can get that allow you to register for basically any race like you get them early and then yeah. they're open for any race that you want to choose later on. Those are nice. If you can find those, uh, basically gives you a code to sign up for another race at a later time once you decide. That's, that's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. But for everybody in general, if you can make your schedule ahead of time, it's, I mean, you just save so much money. Like, it doesn't feel like it because you're buying them all at once almost. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I keep a track of, you know, how much money do I spend on races all year? And right. it truly, it truly helps. I think I might just have to bite the bullet on on some of them and just sign up last minute for some of them, but yeah. it's okay. But yeah, for sure, probably a little less racing next year, just so um, yeah, I can stay focused on worlds for next year. A little less quantity and a little more quality. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, same here. Which is slightly sad because it's like, well, I want to race every weekend, but I know, right? But it's so in. tiring. <laughs> Now another end of the end of the season thing that we see is all these announcements for 2019, whether it be locations or obstacles or rule changes. All, all that stuff is very interesting way to end out the year, and it happens every year. So this year we've seen that both the Spartan World Championships and uh, World's Toughest Mudder are in the same locations they were this year, which you know nobody was surprised by. 
I was really surprised with Spartan. They made it again. Like, they made it a whole big announcement. And then yeah, it was like, really? <laughs> Tahoe? Again? <laughs> it was like, here's the big... Well, no, it was funny because they made, they sent out one announcement that said, we've got a big announcement on a venue change for a championship race. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't Tahoe. It wasn't the... Cha- you know, it wasn't the champion. world yeah. championship. <laughs> It was just another championship race, which I don't, I'm not sure if they've announced that yet. But Ugh. it's almost like they and they and made that announcement to like, oh, make you think that I they're going to talk about changing Tahoe. That's but that was not the case. So dumb. So then when they did announce Tahoe, it's all like, oh, it's a big announcement. Uh, but just like, kidding. It's not. <laughs> no, it's really yeah. not. You're making a bigger deal out of it, out of it than it really is. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Spartan, they've had some funny emails come out like, don't buy, don't buy. Was it don't buy things, buy health or buy adventure? <laughs> yeah. And we, we've, me and April have been putting stuff on their Facebook walls and <laughs> making jokes. And I don't know. It just seems like the, some of their marketing stuff has been pretty, pretty dang cheesy lately. <laughs> they, they must have switched. They must have switched marketing teams. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they got the interns. Yeah. They that's what it intern, feels like. The new interns. <laughs> They're breaking them in. Right. Go put this out there and deal with all the, all the trolls, and that's, that's exactly. how you'll prove yourself. <laughs> but uh, obviously, Spartans got a lot going on for them, and and we end up talking more trash about them because they're so established, and we see the the chinks. But they're still a great race, and you know, while we won't do as many of them as we used to, we still do it. And and we we've said all the good stuff for years and years and years. So I guess that's why all we've got left to say is, oh, look at this new silly thing. That's that's where our interests are now. <laughs> Yeah. For example, a uh, new obstacle for 2019, the Helix. Oh. <laughs> I mean, everybody's been talking about that one. How... Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. I I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like a Helix. I feel like it really doesn't. I feel like it looks like... What am I going to say about that? <laughs> it looks like something with the Olympus and maybe the monkey bars, and they were trying to, like come up with a, another concept of that yeah it looks like somebody saw a piece of art metal art and they were like hmm, yeah we could traverse I that, climb that. <laughs> <laughs> they should have taken off left off the first four letters of the name <laughs> and then it had just been x but <laughs> yeah because that's what it looks like <laughs> yeah whatever i guess we'll get to see for sure in in austin see what it's like but yeah not exciting no. They, but they got other ones too, so that's all they revealed so far, really. Yeah. And Tough Mudder going back to the classic. I believe we probably talked about that already as well, but that's good. And their announcement to go back to Atlanta wasn't a shock either, but they didn't make a big giant announcement about it. They it was kind of like an afterthought at the brunch. You feel like the same? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. By the way, we're gonna be here again for 2019. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for confirming that. <laughs> Yeah, but I did like how they owned up to a lot of their mistakes from this past year and your other years, yeah. and they realized that, yeah, maybe two loops of Tough Mudder just wasn't a great idea. <laughs> they didn't get much good feedback from that. No, no, but I'm really excited about the 12-hour Toughest event. Yep. I'm really excited about that. I really am I'm interested to see how they're going to adjust their qualifying requirements. 
for world toughest? I think it was. I think they are. They did announce that it was forty for men and uh-huh. I want to say thirty-five for women. I could be wrong. It could be thirty, but I think it was thirty-five. Thirty seems too easy for twelve hours. Yeah, it, it's probably thirty-five more than likely. And to me, I'm looking at that and like, ooh, forty miles in twelve hours is gonna be. It's gonna be tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I think at twelve at the twelve hour mark at Worlds, uh, and that's a different game, you know that you're. Yeah, you're that's a totally different game. That. That's yeah. But to think, if I did thirty miles in eight hours at Toughest this year, I, I mean, I was spent afterwards. But to add yeah. on another four hours to do two more laps, it's doable, but it's going to be hard. Very doable, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm just excited to see what Tough Mudder does this year. I think I'm excited, more excited to see them go back to, you know, what they did best. Well, I think the biggest thing about it is that uh, Will Dean is moving on to focus on the Tough Mudder boot camp. And Mm -hmm. they're basically breaking into two separate companies. Like, obviously, it's probably Mm -hmm. like a parent-child relationship. But Tough Mudder itself, I even saw a random article somewhere saying that Tough Mudder didn't do that well financially. So maybe, I mean, that's probably why we saw 2018 be the way it was, but they're going to try and bring it back. So different people running it, possibly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, it looks like I'm sure Eli and and Eli and Nolan, they're going to be there, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see what else they, what other changes they make, but uh, hopefully, hopefully things turn around and, and keep looking good for them. And it's really hard to gauge what their year is going to be like just based off of WTM because I feel like that event is like their pinnacle and, you know, they pull out all the stops for that event. Right. Which obviously they're, you know, it's probably not going to be that same kind of experience at every event throughout the year next year. Sure. Um, I'm sure just like any other race, they're going to have their ups and downs and there's probably going to be some kind of transition learning period whenever the year starts. I like the obstacles that they've come out with that they featured at, at Worlds. So I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of more excited about their their races than I am for Spartans. <laughs> really, I, I, don't, I don't think I've signed up for any Spartans yet for next year. So. <laughs> You're not excited about doing the Helix? I thought you just said you were. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I think that's about it. I, I just, I do want to say... It's funny how being in this OCR podcast space, anybody can do it. You know, anybody can just say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast and start recording and putting episodes out. And not everybody does, even though it feels like a lot of people have. But it, it it's still, even though it doesn't take much to get it started and do it yourself, I still be, I still feel proud to be part of it. Like, I'm I'm happy to be... I'm happy that the idea that I had to add something to the whole OCR podcast space, that it happened and people took it and enjoyed it. Not only do we have listeners, but we've also become friends with the other podcasters. And it makes me it makes me really happy and glad that we got into it and want to keep doing it because of that, like because people enjoy it and because we've made good relationships and good friends out of it. I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, for sure. It's opened up this whole new side of the community that, you know, I always knew it was there, but 
until we started doing this and started meeting other people and meeting other racers and talking to them about their races and things like that. It's been a very unique experience for me and just stepping out of my comfort zone <laughs> because I think one of my friends was was saying today, he was like, you're so quiet in the running groups. Yeah. I just can't picture you co-hosting a podcast. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mike Stefano said when he first started that he would get anxious about interviewing people, but you know, he just put himself out there and. And that's actually something I learned a long time ago is that when something makes you nervous, it's really more of a reason to do it because the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be and the less nervous you'll be. So absolutely, it's kind of a rule I like to try and live by. If something makes me nervous, that's a reason yeah. that I'm that I probably should do it. Absolutely, yeah. It. I mean, if it doesn't scare you, then it's probably not worth <laughs> not worth doing. You know, because it's. I mean, I think we touched on this subject a lot too, was, you know, the idea of being comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable to put yourself out there and be uncomfortable for a little bit in order to improve yourself. And that's the only way you're going to improve. Thanks to everybody that's listened to any episode ever. Thanks (laughs) to all of the other podcast hosts that mention ours on their episodes, even from the very beginning, Uh, you know, they all did. Uh, they were all super sweet and kind in embracing us and saying, hey, you know, sure, we'll be happy to help. And then it didn't take long for them to be like, cool, you, you guys are, you know, legit and uh, and we like you. So thanks to all those people. Thanks, everybody that listened. I said that already. Um, thanks, Anna, for joining me in this. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up there. Enjoy your holidays. Keep on running. Yes. For those that aren't back from their their off season yet, don't feel bad. I, I you know, <laughs> this depends on where you are with this whole thing. Sometimes uh, the break needs to be longer for different reasons. So yep. enjoy it while it lasts, and get back to it when when you're ready. Just enjoy the off time. Rest the body. Rest <laughs> the mind. Enjoy the holidays. Ask for training equipment for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots of training equipment and gear. <laughs> maybe some race entries (laughs) (laughs) all right well i guess unless there's something else with that we'll we'll sign off we'll talk to you next year don't forget to follow listen and talk and catch up on all our episodes Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.